Quebec-based store chain Simon. Quebec-based store chain Simons has have just released a new project. It's called All is Beauty. The video tells the story of Jennifer and her final days before receiving medical assistance and dying. We see her surrounded by loved ones, connecting with nature, drawing lines in the sand with a stick as waves so rush beautiful. over, all while speaking frankly about her decision. This is this is from the ad. Beautiful music like Enya. As I seek help to end my life with all the pain. And in these final moments, there is still so much beauty. I mean, they also ripped it off of American beauty. Brave enough to see it. Brave enough to see it. The company says this is not a commercial campaign, but that they wanted to share her touching story. Peter Simons is the chief merchant at Simons, and he joins us now to tell us more about the project. Good morning. Good morning to you. Why'd you do it? Nice to have you with us. Uh, People might be surprised to see a company like yours do a project like this. What was the thinking behind it? Listen to this. We really felt after everything we've been through in the last two years and everyone's been through, uh, we've, we wanted and we felt that uh, maybe it would resonate more to do a project that's less commercially oriented and more focused on inspiration and values that uh, we hold uh, dear at Simon's. And uh, after meeting Jennifer and, 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 and finding her inspirational, we wanted to tell her story because we felt it was uh, worthwhile and important yeah. and and uh, inspiration we've been through in the last Ver- verbal what diarrhea. What was the thinking behind this? We really felt after everything we've been through in the last two years. We really felt like after everything we've been through in the last two years, we should make a promotional video about euthanasia. Medical assistance in dying uh, is the euphemism. We really felt that um, after two years of soul-crushing financial devastation, uh, isolation, stress, anxiety, we, should, we really felt compelled to tell the story of one woman's brave, brave journey to end her own life. We really felt it was, it was I keep, I'm trying to record the actual audio for this because I have a feeling this might not be online for much longer. We really felt that we, we, we should go tell the story of euthanasia after two years of psychological devastation, economic devastation, social devastation, spiritual, community devastation. We wanted to make a video about this. It's not, it's not an ad campaign, but, and by the way, to whomever said, uh, is there an intro that Viva doesn't screw up? I've been on a roll these days. I didn't screw up this intro. The content of that tweet did. Because I had it on incognito, but apparently that interview, that ad campaign, Twitter finds to be adult subject matter, and you need to be logged in to view it. So I had to go log in to get uh, the ability to play that clip. I um, how do you not how do you not uh, feel like the world is going crazy and crumbling around you when you when you hear stuff like this? Go listen to the interview. Uh, the link is in the tweet, and I'll share the link now. And I would suggest that everyone goes and, and listens to that interview because I, I, it might not be up there for much longer. Simon's All is Beauty interview. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to everybody. 
so everybody can watch this on their own. Uh, Julie Caron, all is beauty. Jennifer, here we go. This is it. You can all go. Go, go watch this. L listen to the entire thing on your own. I mean, other than the fact that the guy says, why did, why, did, why did you tell the story? Well, we really felt that after two years of, of COVID devastation, we found her inspirational, interesting, and inspira I mean, verbal diarrhea. And then you get into the interview itself. And they say, what? she asked him the question. It's a decent question. Although I didn't like the way she phrased it. She says, some people are going to say this is a delicate discussion that you shouldn't be you know, dipping your toes in this, in this, in this pool. Others might say you are shamelessly exploiting it. And I dare say, promoting something that corporate interests have, have no, um, I won't say right, they have no business getting involved in. But the interviewer, because she works for the CBC, uh, and they are the propaganda arm of the liberal government, uh, she says, what do you have to say to the cynics who say that you shouldn't be doing this? Uh, Jennifer, it's not cynics who think that this should not be done. It's realists. That this is not for branding or corporate gain, but we decided to do it. I, so if you haven't seen, there's a 30-second clip circulating on Twitter. Um, I went to YouTube and found the original three-minute video. Uh, do, here it is, All is Beauty. Oh, it's, got, it's got a million views in a month. I mean, they, they didn't do it for corporate interests, but my goodness... Is it, is it Dying ever Dying in a hospital is not what's natural. That's not what's soft. In these kind of moments, you need softness. I'll, I'll give you that as well. I'm not going to play a, a for moral reasons, but also for copyright reasons. Mostly for moral reasons, because I think it would still be fair use, but I'm not, I don't care. Um, the 30-second clip had been circulating on Twitter. I went and saw that there's a three minute video and I watched a video and I said, look, if this were the project that the um, individual in the video who, who, who ended her life made, it would be one thing. If she came to Simons and said, look, I want to make this video, uh, fund it. Okay, I could understand that. From the interview, Simons made this video, but uh, the woman in the video, I forget her name, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I have an issue with names, and everybody knows that. They said Simons made the video because they wanted to shed light on this. They thought it was a story that needed to be told. She had full veto power. She had full creative control. And the interviewer says, how did she like the video? She saw the final product before she ended her own life. And... Uh, Peter Simon said she, she liked it. She had full creative control, but we made this fit. We made this movie. It's not even as though an individual says, I want to tell my story. I don't have the means to do it before my final day. Can you sponsor it? This is, it's, 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 it's shameless exploitation at worst. And it's corporate indoctrination. Let me rephrase. Shameless exploitation at best. And it's corporate indoctrination. At worst, and I want to specify something out there for everybody, I do believe in one's ability to choose to end their own life. I do, uh, under certain conditions. I'm not, um, I'm not uh, against euthanasia in the proper sense. 
when people find out they are terminally ill, but for a miracle or for an, uh, you know, an act of God, uh, they're terminal, scientifically, medically terminal. These days, you know, there's been enough distrust sown in the medical community that I would rely on a miracle from God with, um, you know, not as much certainty. If you're diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, statistics are statistics. I am not, uh, I, I do believe in the ability for someone who is terminally ill with no prospect of treatment, who doesn't want to die in a hospital, to, to respectfully, humanely end their life. That's not where we're at in Canada anymore. We're at in Canada, 2021, 10,064 people were euthanized. And that is if you trust the numbers and I don't trust the numbers because I've heard anecdotal evidence that people are being pressured into doing it. I've heard anecdotal evidence direct from sources who just don't want to yet come public. They're being pressured into it and they're not terminally ill. And now in Canada, as of March, when the sunset provision on prohibiting euthanasia, state-sanctioned termination of life for the mentally ill, when that sunset clause fades into the sunset, oh, we're going to go from 10,064 in 2021. We're going to break new records in Canada. Um, that interview was shocking, more shocking than the project. Yeah, after two years, there is a big difference between compassion and convenience. Uh, you know, I, 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 I'm not, I, I'm not against it. I, I, I am, I'm not milk toast. I have very reasonable and very defensible positions on gun control, on abortion, on euthanasia. Some people will call me a fence sitter. Some will call me too far to one side. Another will call me a liberal nutcase. Um, depends on who's asking, but I'm not against it, but it, it, it should be the last resort. And like Chet Chisholm says, not an act of convenience because they can't get proper housing. They have allergies. These are actual cases in Canada, uh, and they can't find adequate affordable housing and the government authorizes their euthanasia. There's another word for that. Yeah. Soldiers with PTSD calling up for support getting recommended made medical assistance in dying. There's another word for that. Oh, it was an accident for which Justin Trudeau apologized. Um, and yet they're legalizing euthanasia for the mentally ill as of next year when that provision, when that restriction under the law fades into the sunset. So that's, that's, that's uh, the latest on that ad. There's context to it. And the context makes it even worse. <sighs> After two years of devastation, how many more people are going to be inclined to say, I, I can't stand this world anymore. It's, it's too painful for me. And uh, hey, look, the government makes it uh, painless and convenient. And hey, from the government's perspective, they'll save some money on, 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 on Medicare. They'll save some money on uh, the system. From another perspective, hey, geez, there'll be market, there'll be markets for um, body parts, organ donors. It's great, you know. In, in China, it's a little different. In Canada, they found a humane way of um, satisfying that that the need for that market. Okay, I've given myself a stomach ache again. Um, so sorry. The, the, today's schedule was a little bit off because I met with Phil Demers today. Phil Demers, 
For those of you who don't know, the Walrus Whisperer. Let me see if I can just pull up the picture. Here we go. Yeah, it's right here. I'm going to go share. Phil Demers was on the channel, I, th I guess it was like a couple of years ago now. Um, he's the whistleblower for Marineland, uh, who then got sued by Marineland. And um, I, I've been so out of that news that I didn't realize his story had, I, I don't know if it's a happy ending, but Marineland, after nearly or more than a decade of litigation, dropped the lawsuit against Phil Demers. He was in Miami um, at a protest down at the Miami Seaquarium over the weekend that I tried to get to, but I had family obligations that prohibited it. Protesting a, a whale that's in captivity at the Miami Seaquarium, out of commission, so not open to the public, sitting in a, in a frickin' tank, uh, you know, not, not even turning in circles. There's barely enough room raising awareness for that. But his, his lawsuit, he, he, he blew the whistle on Marineland, landed him, his girlfriend, in litigation that lasted nearly a decade. They dropped the suit uh, in September uh, under one of the conditions was that he get his reunion with Smushy the Walrus. From what I understand, they blew the reunion and he wants a proper reunion that he was promised, that he was contractually uh, guaranteed. So his saga's not yet over, but in as much as a decade of litigation is over, it's over. So he was in Miami. We had bubble tea at my favorite bubble tea place right uh, near, near Gumbo Limbo Turtle Sanctuary, where we went and we saw some Turtle Sanctuary. So that's why uh, that, busy during the day, but it was good to see Phil again. And man, he, he looked good. You know, the, the, the stress of litigation, nobody understands the toll that it takes on you until you get involved in it. And then you understand the toll that it takes. Now, before we go any further, you probably saw the little, little warning. This, this video contains paid sponsorship because it does. From my sponsor, product that I use, I keep it on my desk, Field of Greens. It is not a supplement. It is not an extract. It is powdered greens, desiccated greens. Uh, power of fruits, power of vegetables, powdered up so you get all of the good. I don't want to screw it up. Full serving of vegetables per spoonful. Full serving of fruit, antioxidants, power, boosted immunity. Uh, it is not an extract. It is not a supplement. It's a food. USDA organic, made in America. One spoonful is one full servings of fruits and vegetables. Most people do not know you're supposed to have five, four to five or five to six servings of fruits and vegetables a day. Most people don't have them. I have them, but I also like to have an extra spoonful. It's an extra glass of water in my case to make sure I hydrate and you know get rid of bad habits. I just stuffed my face full of actual arugula before doing the stream. But everybody who's into bad habits can get into healthy habits. Um, one spoonful, one one serving of fruits and vegetables twice a day. It's good. If you go to fieldofgreens.com, it brings you to Brickhouse Nutrition. Uh, promo code VIVA gets you 15% off your first order and 10% off of all subscriptions. Good company, something I actually use and I take pride in using it and I take pride in sponsoring it. And I'm very proud that they sponsor me. The Hinged Fringed Minority with unexpected, with unexpectable, unacceptable views. So what do we do? Um, Canada is Canada is going the way of China and it's, it's no longer hyperbole. It's not hyperbole. I'm not exaggerating. I'm not blowing it out of proportion. 
We saw six weeks, 43 days of the Emergencies Act inquiry in Canada. Justin Trudeau testified last Friday. It was a very, very frustrating day for me to watch because you all know what I think of Justin Trudeau. I loathe him as a politician. I presume that he's similar as a human. I, someone cannot be that loathsome of a politician and still be a good human. It's not possible. But I don't know him personally. I loathe him as a politician. Um, I loathe him so much as a politician. He got me to run for office against his buddy in, in, in Westbound NDG, Mark Garneau. That's, I, like, I ever wanted to run for office? That's how much I loathe him. As much as I loathe him, I watched his testimony Friday, and it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad in that he made good arguments. He just didn't come off as a liar. He didn't come off as disingenuous. He didn't come off as the way he needed to come off as. It might have been through strategy. It might have been through design. You know, when you have two hours to tell your story with the most softball leading questions from a friendly counsel who's probably looking for some appointment later on in life, it's easy to come off good. When you have five minutes or 10 minutes in cross-examinations by your staunchest adversaries, it's tough to make someone look bad in 10 minutes. It is. You know, oftentimes when you're breaking someone down in deposition, and I had, you know, only 12 plus years of doing this, it takes time to break them down. It takes time to break someone down because you've got to build up trust to some extent. And then you've got to let them, you know, make their own beds. You've got to lay the trap and let them walk into it when you know that they're going to walk. 10 minutes? 10 minutes is nothing. And some of the, some of the cross-examinations only had five minutes. He lied under oath. Good, good luck proving something a lie and not his opinion. I never called people names. Okay, well, that's, that's an opinion. Anti-vaxxer is not a name, it's a fact. Misogynist is not a name, it's a fact. Uh, I'm not trying to make fun of everybody who says this. Uh, you have to understand, you might think and you might know that he knows he was not telling the truth, but a lie is intent. A lie is not being wrong. A lie is not having an opinion that differs from your own. A lie is knowing that you're saying something that's false, despite its falseness, or knowing that you're saying something despite having no good reason to believe in the truthfulness of it. When he says, I let's just take one example. P put in the chat what you think the other lies were. I never called anybody names. That's not a lie. If you believe that calling someone a racist is not calling them a name, it's an assessment of a state of fact. D don't like it. I'm not asking you to like the argument. That's the argument. Um, matters of fact that he might have lied about, such as, I don't know, I, I can't. But he didn't come off as bad as he needed to, and, it's, and it is a problem. But we witnessed him um, actually, you know, nothing less than turning Canada into China. Listen to this. This is the highlight. Using highlights. This is the highlight of all highlights, and I'll tell you the punchline after this. We've all seen it, but enjoy it one more time. Using lead protests to demand uh, changes to public policy um, is something that, that I think is, is, is worrisome. 
Using okay. protests to demand change um, to public policy so is something that you find worrisome. That's the definition of a dictator. If you are protesting that the government is, you know, shutting down. It's funny to see something like I, I was talking about. I was answering a question, and then I heard what I heard, and it's not like just my face. Using like, I, protests to right now. Here. demand uh, changes to public policy oh, look at that. Um, is something that, that I think is 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 worrisome. Using, Using protests to demand change um, to public policy so is something that you find although, worrisome. Sorry, to he said it, and it wasn't a joke. He said it, and the softball examiner in chief, uh, her name was Chowdhury. That's it. Just oh, let that slide, Chowdhury. You want that? You want that political appointment in a year or two? Let it slide. I can't believe he just said that. Ignore it. Move on. Never come back to it. <sighs> Literally turning Canada into China. And I have to bring up a joke. Like he, it, public protest to affect policy change is something that he finds worrisome. You know, unless it's protests in India. India today uh, called in Canada's High Commissioner to complain about remarks that you made about the farmers' protests in that country. There's warnings that uh, you've damaged relations between India and Canada. I'd like to get your response to that. Uh, 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 uh. Canada will always stand up for the right of peaceful, peaceful protest anywhere around the world. And we're pleased Except to see Canada. moves towards de-escalation and dialogue. De-escalation and dialogue. He proudly supports protest anywhere in the world and looks forward to dialogue. He doesn't support protest in Canada and he does not dialogue with protesters in Canada. The man is a walking hypocrite, a walking tyrant, living, breathing, political evil. And yet, he, you know, he just says it and then... and and. That's it. Nobody says anything more to it. I made a meme. And the sad thing is that it's not really a meme. It's just a political joke. And the sad part is that within a year or two, collective memory being what it is, no one's going to get the joke. Check this out. I'm so, I'm so punny. P-U-N-N-Y. Where is it? That's um, President Xi of China. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, in China right now, there are massive public protests against the, I'll say draconian, but I'll also say inhumane communist lockdown restrictions and measures. This is President Xi saying, using protests to demand changes to public policy is something that I think is worrisome. And in a year's time, People are not going to know that Trudeau said it, and people are going to actually think that President Xi said it. Have you noticed that Justin Trudeau, you know, he supported the protests in India. He has been eerily silent on the protests in China, just oddly, oddly not saying a, a damn word about it. Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's okay. Let, let's, let's read some chats before we get into... Uh, how Canada has gone downhill. Because you all thought, by the way, before I get to that chat, last week on Friday, I was listening to the closing statements by Commissioner Rouleau as I was jogging on a treadmill and it was painful. 
painful listening to that while I'm jogging. But Rouleau said, this ends the fact-finding portion. I now believe I have enough facts to come to my determination. Next week is the policy, and it's going to be written submissions. I thought that's what he said. I didn't know that they were going to be airing this week as well, the public discussion on policy. And I'm listening to it today because it was brought to my attention It's there. And I can't believe what I'm listening to. It's like they're nonchalantly, publicly discussing turning Canada into China. But we'll get there after I do some super chats. Jennifer from that video had non-terminal Ehlers-Danlos syndrome with flexible joints, translucent skin that bruises easily. Shameful exultation. I did not know that. Thank you very much, STFUFFS. And for anybody who doesn't know what that acronym means, um, Chet Chisholm, Brett Weinstein in the latest Dark Horse podcast commented that he knows of people in the death care industry who have seen those fibrous clots too. We're going to get to that. We're go- I'm not denying it. I'm not denying that. I just, Stu Peters died suddenly, has done a very good job not vetting its material so that it can now be easily discredited. We'll get there. I'm going to keep that one highlighted. Ho from Australia. I think you meant, hey, Actually got the notification in time this time. Booyah, hairy dairy man. Nice to see you. A maid helps you clean. I find this troubling. You and you and Forbes magazine, who drew the analogy between this policy and Nazi-era mercy killings. Not on Rumble. Ain't giving anyone my freaking phone just for Rumble rants. About this topic, why the hell did we sacrifice the last two years for? So the surviving elderly no go kill themselves. Now go kill themselves. I, I know what you mean. Ford, fair and frozen, fair, frozen, 55. Thank you, Simons, for inspiring me to never shop at Simons. Seize the day. How you doing, Seize the day? I met Seize the day in Ottawa, live, in person. It's very nice meeting, meeting people in, in person. I almost died today. I called my wife and not 911. Uh, Kyle Kramer. Okay, what do we got? Pasha Moyer, struggling to understand. This woman was so beside herself. She wanted to enter life, but she had the wherewithal to act as an editor on this video. I can understand that. She wants to, I, I did not know that she was suffering from a non-terminal illness. And healthcare is so shitty in Canada that, you know, they can't get the care they need, so life is misery. Welcome to Equality for All, a shitty healthcare system for everyone. Sorry, I swore. Did you see Steve Lido video on Canada Unexplained Wealth Order? Do you mean death order? If you don't want to explain where money comes from, they auto-assume criminal and take. Oh, no, we'll, we'll get there in a second. We'll get there in a second. I'm not your buddy, guy. It saddens you. And I tell others these events, they say, why do you care? It doesn't immediately affect your rights now. I loathe Trudeau as a human. No respectable human would say and do what he has done. And that is from Ashray. Well, let's just, let's just get back to turning Canada to China. Before we go over to Rumble. So I was watching as much of the commission as I could today. And I'm just, I'm hearing these things. It's, it, it will end up on InfoWars. It will end up on InfoWars because it's the stuff of conspiracy theory, but they're saying it out loud and nobody's listening. And those who are listening, the ones that care, care. And the ones that have given up, to, well, what's the big deal? That I just, I just won't go to protests if the government can freeze my bank accounts if I'm there after they tell me to leave. Leave and desist. Oh, you're still here two days later? We're going to freeze your assets. And don't take my word for it. I don't know who the players are by name yet. 
So, Gérard, you said that for people who were outside and who wanted to come back to Ottawa to have some fun and demonstrate, it could have been sufficient to say, well, if you come back or if you come, your bank account could be frozen. Yeah, just like that. Or your credit cards. For people who were already there, maybe not. And then, how do how do we do to identify them? But if we had said, uh, listen, uh, uh, someone will be there to ask the names of the people in some perimeter, and then we would have the list of all the people present at such a date, and if they're still there, uh, 48 hours from now, we will give the order to financial institutions to block their assets or their bank account. Would, would that be acceptable, for example? <laughs> Let's just laugh, people. Let's just laugh as there's an open discussion about turning our country into China. And yes, Canada is still my country. <laughs> well, it was an emergency. <laughs> you didn't leave after 48 hours? Well, let's just freeze all your bank accounts. <laughs> Oh, oh, it's so funny. That's an open discussion that they're having. If people are protesting and you tell them to go home and they don't, uh, and then you can declare it an emergency and then freeze their bank accounts. And they go, I mean, the thing is, I'm listening to this off my phone and I have to try to make a, you can't rewind, by the way, off off the commission website. So, So I have to record endlessly just so I can capture these moments when they happen. And I mean, uh, th- there there was more co- there was more context to this. Like, I I have a feeling that I might want to stream this all day so I can rewind it on YouTube. There's they, they are literally saying, well, it's an emer- if it's an emergency, and people show up to protest after they're told not to go. Well, then we can freeze their bank accounts. Is that is that is that what what problems do we see with that, Bernard? Let me ask you the question to field it from here. Oh, and then, but, and, then, and then listen to this. So while, while they're just casually talking about, you know, no due process because it's an emergency. No legal standards because it's an emergency. Uh, no checks and balances because it's an emergency. Where the hell is it? I had, I had the follow-up. I had the answer to it. Ugh, maybe I didn't get the answer. Is this the answer? This might have been the answer here. Oh, this is another one. Just listen to this one. If you have foreign entities, you know, you know, and you know, I assume if there is a crowdfunding platform somewhere in the world or a crypto exchange or a crypto wallet service, whatever they they call themselves, um, you don't necessarily know or even care who's your clients, right? Especially if where you're physically located, at least legally. There is no requirement for you know know your 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 clients' uh, information. Uh, you may not know that oh this person's from Canada. You may not even know that you have technically now that you have someone who has put money on your platform or donated money to your platform or is going to receive money from your platform um, that you should be registered. So first of all. It's very difficult for an entity like Fintrack to actually scour the world to find out. They're talking okay, about requiring you to register if you not. take or so accept foreign funds. The second thing is, even if that were possible, say, hey, you're not registered. So now you have to register. And then, you know. Who, who's this going to apply to? 
time, commentators who might get crowdfunded platform crowdfunding crypto is not registered then what what happens does fintrack say freeze their bank account registered you're not complying we're going to shut you down well that's not going to happen especially if that platform is not in canada they can't really do that can't shut them down but then, what can they do what can they do bill c11 anybody can you block a website like yes like a, an, an actual ip address yes from this platform saying now canadians no longer have access to that uh have we heard of bill c11 sir is that you know and and is that possible or what is the process for doing that and then he- it's not only possible what is the process it's in the process right now regulate the internet the way the government regulates television and radio under bill c11 even if you could do that then what isn't there this platform might just say, okay, well, now we're blocked here. We'll just create another IP address where people can go and do the same business they were doing before. And then you have to go through the whole process and this kind of, kind, of, kind of cat and mouse. So the big question is, even if we want to have this level of registration, disclosure, transparency, compliance, is it even possible, feasible? So I see Michelle who's now <laughs> wants to say a lot of things. Is it even possible... Is- there is nothing that the government will not say is possible, is not possible if it allows them to have more powers. They're literally talking about passing Bill C-11 right now, which would regulate the internet, which would downgrade, demote certain content that is undesirable. Uh, it might even allow blocking or restricting access to certain content. Who is it? I, I don't know the guy's name, but this is now, these are the panelists on the commissioner on the commission discussing policy. I don't know who it is by name or reputation. I, I, I didn't know this was going on today and I wasn't planning on, on getting involved in it. But then uh, someone luckily in a comment told me, like, Viva, did you know that they're broadcasting this and they're sitting around talking about turning Canada into China and it's shocking? Let me, there, there was, I, I, wanted to, I wanted to bring up one of the answers, but I don't seem to have it. Give me, give me two seconds. One of the, it was the answer to the first question. And wait until you hear the answer. Now I'm going to give myself an answer. <laughs> uh, that's not the, oh, that might've been the answer. Yeah, here's the answer. Okay, got it. Good. Get it? Got it. Good. And then after this, we're going to move over to Rumble. Everyone here, here's the link to Rumble. It's pinned in the, in the comp, comp, top. It's pinned, people. Go start. You can make your way over there if, you, if you're so inclined to support over on Rumble. Please, thank you. Okay, here we go. Listen to this. This was the answer. People, the guy might have a speech impediment, so don't make fun of the speech impediment. That discredits legitimate criticism. Uh, listen to the words, not the delivery of the words. And the words are the words are horrifying. We would have the list of all the people present at such a day. Yeah, this is when they're and talking about freezing bank accounts. Uh, we'll, get, we'll get a list, you see. And if the people who we got on the list have not left the protest after whatever time the government says the protest comes to an end, uh, we can then go tell their bank accounts, tell their banks to freeze their accounts. That's the question. From now, we will give the order to financial institutions to block their assets. We will give the order as if this, as if this is now just like a tool in the box. This is, this is unlawful, unconstitutional. You have courts for a reason. Freezing a bank account, you can get by way of a Mariva injunction. Freezing a bank account, you can get through the ordinary courses of due process. But now, Trudeau has broken the seal, the proverbial seal. He's shattered the glass. Now, they can talk about 
issuing an order to freeze bank accounts in the absence of a conviction, in the absence of charges, in the absence of any due process, it's, the, it's, it's within their purview now, just because it's been done once. It's or their bank account. Would, would that be acceptable, for example? Well, I will answer in English because I want to be as precise as possible. Yeah, be precise, please. Well, <laughs> is it, okay, Let, let's, in times of crisis. Look, look at how happy these people are. They're sitting around discussing other people's lives and livelihoods like they're, like they're the philosophers of our time. Listen to the answer. In times of crisis. <laughs> is it, okay, Let, let's, in times of crisis, traditional rules of procedural fairness can be modified. We have to accept that. <laughs> modified. Not, we, we, can, we, can, we can modify traditional rules of fairness. In times of crisis is when traditional rules of fairness need to be fortified, not modified. Always have gold-plated. You, you know why? Because then it just incentivizes the government to call crisis whenever it wants to modify traditional rules of fairness. Wrong. Ass backwards, carriage in front of the horse. Times of crisis is when you make sure the rule of law, fundamental rights are respected, not modified. We have to accept that not, we can't always have gold-plated process going on here. So in that sense, to some extent, a hammer is, I'm not completely opposed to it, where I think it becomes more problematic. By the way, because the, the previous question, they were talking about using a hammer to kill a, a, a fly, a sledgehammer to kill a fly, where one of the panelists, who seems to have half a constitutional brain to her, said, it's not because something was effective that it becomes justified. You know, you, you, you can... You can kill the cancer by killing the patient. That what, it's not because it was effective at killing the cancer that it's justified or the proper course of action. You can use a sledgehammer to kill a fly, but because it managed to kill the fly doesn't mean it was the proper um, justifiable method. You can use a, a hammer to kill a sledgehammer, a sledgehammer to kill a fly, but it doesn't really work. You know the analogy. But the, but the fly swatter was the appropriate response. This guy here says, you know, I'm not completely opposed to it. Where I think it becomes more problematic oh, is how did the banks know who does uh, whose accounts to freeze? Well, the government um, tells and them. And if they Obviously. felt they made a mistake, like what sort of disincentive is there on the None. bank to not do it? How do they know the person didn't leave? The fact that there wasn't a centralized authority is a little bit of a problem as well here. Centralized authority. They want to make a bank freezing czar of the government as the centralized authority to, you know, tell the banks, you're good, you can do it. The fact that there was no challenge after the fact is a bit of a problem as well. Like going only for efficaciousness, this may, may very well have been efficacious. Oh, yeah. And therefore, in some cases, I, I don't have, an, I'm, I'm not going to argue that it wasn't efficacious or that it wasn't even justified in particular situations. I think the problem arises, as you know, as you noted, it was implicit in your question, that we don't know how the banks made this decision. We don't know if the banks did it with someone who actually got the message and left. Mm -hmm. And that's where the lack of any individual protection is a bit problematic. And look at in an emergency, some of this is going, someone's going to fall through the cracks. Yeah. But the lack of any For the greater kind of ability For the greater to, good. to challenge, the lack of any kind of um, way to say, no, I left, I got the message, and the bank had no incentive to accept it. Like the person could 
go into their bank account in Toronto and say, look at, I'm back, but I'm good. I'm good. Forgive obliged, me. Uh, Forgive or, me. Or I had no incentive to take it off per se. That That's where I think it becomes slightly more problematic. That's where it becomes problematic. Not, not in doing it. It becomes problematic where the bank doesn't undo it afterwards. Forget about the fact that it might affect someone's credit at large. I, it's happening before our, before our eyes, for us to see, but people are too busy with their daily lives. It's not everybody who has the luxury or I will say the burden of doing this day in and day out. I sit there listening to this, pulling my hair out, getting my stomach in knots, but other people don't have time. They have, they have real jobs. They have as much family as, as I do. They have as much obligations as I do. And they, they don't have time to know about it. And they barely have time to care about it if they do. What's, what's my purpose here? Hey, you can't say the information was not there. As, you know, the ship is sinking. It's on fire. Uh, the fact that you're sleeping with earplugs, um, you know, I guess uh, can't, you, can't, you can't say that you didn't have access to the information for now. And pretty soon, you might not actually have access to the information depending on where you are. Um, I was walking the dog yesterday and someone spotted me and said, uh, closet fan, good to meet you. And I was like, I was sitting there, I had my glasses off on my, on my thing. So I can't see, you know, I, I was reading some stuff that Barnes had sent me. And so I, I, I'm always nervous that someone's going to think I'm being rude, but if my glasses are off, uh, I can't see faces. But I oftentimes don't um, don't have my glasses off except when I'm reading on my eye. I'm getting so old. Forty? How old am I? Forty three and a half. I I have to take my glasses off to read up close now. Yeah. All right. Let's do this now. Speaking of railing against the system, uh, let's go to a rumble. For those of you who don't mind, and for those of you who do, I hope you understand the reason for which this is the order. Rumble is. I almost pulled out my camera plug. Rumble is what? <laughs> hold on. What is it? Don't miss my last super chat, mon frère. Hold on one second. I didn't even mean to bring that comment up, but where's the super chat? I think I start it before we leave. Hold on. Scrolling. Here we go. This one. Canadian and their friggin' nuclear option of the notwithstanding clause, notwithstanding obscene fascism, we arbitrarily implement Canada's paradise. Oh, I went to bring up Nature Lover, who said you're a young, you're a youngster. Brett Weinstein, okay, I got that. And psych meds for the unvaccinated in Canada, T or F, true or false, discussed. Seize the day, I did discuss it. It's true with a but or false with an and. It's, which way do I want to do this? It's false with a but or true with an and. Uh, the, the, the recommendation or the document was talking about people who have an actual fear of needles, a fear of vaccines, or who might have anxiety to get the, the Rona jab despite the desire to get it. The idea like, I want to go skydiving, but I can't bring myself to do it. Well, someone will say, take a shot of whiskey and uh, it'll make it easier. That, that type of, if people have serious vaccine hesitancy, <laughs> if people have serious vaccine hesitancy, you can consider treating them with anti-anxiety, psychotherapy, cognitive behavioral therapy. It wasn't as though people who are radically against the vaccine have mental illness and should therefore be medicated. 
I can see how people interpreted it that way. And having seen the way things can get abused, I can see how it could be interpreted that way later on. But it wasn't to say, if you say I'm not getting it ever again, because I have now seen the studies and I don't want it and you're not going to make me take it. That's not what it was talking about. What it was sort of describing was someone with a generalized anxiety to vaccines, needles, potentially at large, who wants to get it, but they're so nervous, calm them down and, you know, they'll be able to do what they want to do with their bodies despite their anxieties. That's how it was drafted, but I can see how people interpret it the other way. Speaking of uh, problematic interpretations, let's carry this over to Rumble. Died suddenly um, has been fact check, and there's a problem, and we'll talk about it in three seconds on Rumble alone, ending on YouTube, 3,196 people still here. See you on the dark side, Flipmeisters. See you on the flip side, dude Meisters. Removing from YouTube, three, two, one, now. I think we're alone now. I feel a little better, okay? My stomach was um, in knots, but I'm just going to tease my hair. Uh, let me go to Rumble and see what's going on here. We're doing good. Nature lovers here. Beep boop. We got Von Roche says, YouTube chat thinks his girlfriend's lovers are too aggressive. That, I don't know what that's about. I've just jumped into someone... Jack Burton one says, I've been anti-jab now. Come and get me. I dare you. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, it's been uh, August, September, October, November. It's been 15 months since my last COVID shot and um, never, never getting another one. And you know what the problem is now? They're, you know, if they start, if they start combining it with other types of shots, it's, it's, it's just shocking and just outrageous. Anyways, okay. Died suddenly. I watched it. I did a documentary review on it. And I raised two points in my segment analysis of Died Suddenly that have proven to be not prophetic, not prescient. Um, you know, experience will make you smarter when it doesn't make you dumber. Write that down. Experience will make you smarter when it doesn't traumatize you. Um, I said I, I had two incidents with Stu Peters. It was a Stu Peters production, or it's on the Stu Peters network. I had two incidents with two experiences with Stu Peters. I actually forgot about another one, the snake venom in the in the jibby jab theory that was going around. And even, you know, even Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is like, again, enough with the snake venom stuff, people. It, 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 may, it discredits otherwise legitimate positions. I raised my experience with Pat King having ended COVID in the summer of 2021. And I was like, this, that's not what happened. If there's a misunderstanding, okay. But people can think that this is not a misunderstanding, but a misrepresentation. And in my analysis of the video, the documentary, I said, it's a compelling documentary. It's, it's well done. It's well produced, dramatic, good drone shots, good music, good editing, technically very well done. Um, I did say... That scene, when they had the montage of people collapsing, uh, I hope they vetted all of those because, you know, if you didn't vet them properly, you can be saying the right thing, but if you're saying it for the wrong reasons, it's just as bad as saying the wrong things for the right reasons. I found someone fact-checking the movie today on the Twitterverse. We see this, okay? By the way, I got accused of I got accused of being controlled opposition. I, I get you know you get that every now and again. If it's controlled opposition, when I said you, you know Pat King didn't solve COVID, he didn't beat his ticket, and when people say 
Dave, you're spoiling this. People need inspiration. People do not need false hope. They need realism. And if it's controlled opposition to say, what you're saying is wrong, it's going to embarrass you in public and discredit otherwise legitimate positions you have, we don't understand controlled opposition to be the same thing. I also know it's just like a, a standard troll that you shouldn't, shouldn't take too seriously. It just, it's just what happens when you reach enough people over the long run. Thread, the real truther. I don't know who this person is. Let me see here. Oh, it's, I'm, I'm in incognito, so it's not going to tell me who follows them. Don't know who they are. Uh, Forever Team Reality, unofficial fact checker of Alex Berenson, died suddenly, is a scam. Okay, well, now, now I know who they are. It's, it's good. E even the people who, even fact checkers deserve fact checkers. And I don't know of any other thread from Real Truther if they have called people liars who are not liars. I don't know if they have a dirty history on Twitter. All that I know is lo and behold, in the trailer for the anti-vax documentary, well, this this is this is politically heated rhetoric, but whatever. In the trailer, it wasn't in the trailer only, it was in the, it was in the movie, in, in the montage of people collapsing and, and uh, some of them passing. A video of Florida Gators basketball star Keontae Johnson collapsing on the court is shown. Johnson collapsed at a game on December 12, 2020, before vaccines were even available, and he didn't die. Okay, I'll say two things to this, first of all. First of all, I think he collapsed on December 14th, but it might have been December 12th. Either way, and I had to go back and double check, the first vaccines ever rolled out, actually rolled out on December 14, they weren't given to basketball players, okay? They were given to frontliners, um, emergency working personnel, they were, and they were in short supply. Why I find this particular mistake egregious, uh, and I'll give everyone the benefit of the doubt, it's an oversight, but it either shows um, editorial laziness or negligence at best or something else at worst. Why this is particularly egregious, I'm not into sports. Uh, I don't like these stupid distractions from, from, I'm sorry, I don't mean to be judgmental of anybody who likes sports. I like darts. I like bowling. I actually just don't like other stuff. I, I used to like golf, but even that, there's nobody I like in golf now. And I like UFC. There are going to be people who live, breathe, and sleep sports. They're going to see this clip and know exactly where it's from as much as I will see a clip of something that I watch, uh, ingrown toenail removals, and I'll know exactly where I saw that clip. People are no sports. They're going to know right away that this happened before the jab. And this is in a longer montage of people allegedly collapsing. And this person... True, the real truther in this factual assessment is 100% right. But I'm going to get to what the, the, uh, the problematic part I have with, with the spin because this person's spinning it as much as they're trying to argue it's being spun. But look here. Looky here. Here. We want to turn to that college basketball star, Keontae um, Johnson, who's in critical condition. December 14th on the court in the middle of a game. Ariel Reshef joins Jesus us now Christ. with more. Good morning, Ariel. So December 14th, did it happen Good two days earlier? Robin, just minutes before Keontae Johnson collapsed on the court, he was celebrating a play with his teammates, but things took that terrifying. Well, we, we don't need to watch any more of that. Two days earlier, December 14th makes no difference. It's before the jab. Uh, something that is so obvious to anybody who watches sports, they would know it instantaneously. Just a minute. 
So it, to, in, in, in a sense, a, a, an inexcusable mistake that will allow people to discredit what would otherwise be potentially legitimate arguments of the movie, where I'm going to call out real truther uh, is on the following statement where they say, and he didn't die. Okay, the montage of people collapsing in the movie was not intended to portray the argument that they all died, period. Uh, there was the one of that stand-up comic in, I mean, it's, it's, has everyone seen that? If you haven't seen that, we're going to watch that. The stand-up comic is making a joke about having gotten a slew of vaccines. Stand-up comic uh, collapses. She's making a series of jokes and uh, about vaccines and then actually collapses at the punchline of the vaccines and everybody thought it was a joke. Let's see if we can get, I know everybody's judging me for not having YouTube premium. Okay, let's see here. Is this it? Donald is out of a Valley hospital. Listen to this. After she collapsed over the weekend Where's, during a show get, at the Tempe Improv. She the, spoke with Team 12's Colleen Socorro today about the frightening tumble. And Colleen, how is she doing? Are they not showing it? She's doing better. Heather McDonald oh, come says on. she stayed at St. Joseph's so, Hospital over the weekend as they ran tests to figure no, out no, what happened here this. Saturday night at the Tempe Improv. She says they don't really know why she collapsed. They don't really know why she collapsed. I don't mean to brag. I don't care. This, it couldn't have been know. scripted as, as part of her bet. Booster. But bit. Flu shot. Double vaxxed. To brag. I don't care. But I want you to know. Double vaxxed. Booster. Flu shot. And I'm going to be honest. I have the shingle shot too. And I still get my period. What? Yes. Traveled. Went to Mexico twice, did shows, meet and greets, never got COVID. Clearly, Jesus loves me the most. Seriously. So nice. So nice. Like, it, it could not have been scripted better to be part of a bit, a shtick. She cracked her skull, by the way. She was on Dr. Drew. Uh, shortly thereafter, talking about it, and Drew was uh, sensitizing her to potential side effects that might include collapsing. So, the real truther purports to be a real truther. Nobody in nobody who saw that montage in the context of the documentary um, was understanding that to mean that everybody who collapsed in the montage died. Uh, that wasn't the purpose. That wasn't the point, and that was obvious to anybody who knew any of the very famous people who collapsed uh, publicly. Uh, but the problem is that will allow people to discredit the entire documentary. It'll allow people to discredit otherwise legitimate points. Um, and now people who have vouched for that documentary, who have shared it, well, if there's one mistake in it, there's probably more. And with the scrutinizing eyes of the interwebs, they'll probably find them. Okay. Change later, $3 rumble rant, you, you, you caught my attention. I'm concerned that your shit suckers, oh, tweet, to SNL indicates an increased stress level. Are you okay? We care about you. Okay, I thought that was going somewhere else. Um, no, I, am, I, am I increased? So that is from Changed Later. 
I'm concerned that your shit suckers tweet to SNL indicates it. No, it was just a, a, an unfortunate autocorrect. Although maybe it's because I've been swearing a lot more in my phone. I am okay. And thank you for caring about me. But I'll, I'll, I'll tell look, I, my, there's nothing new under, under the sun. And as far as my levels of stress goes, it's been the same since I was born. And then STFU FFS says, hi, Heather, this is Jesus. Just letting you know I am watching. You can go back to your sour. I, it's, I don't believe in those things, but people who do, oh my God, makes a Jesus joke about having been quintuple vaxxed and boosted and she got her signals, collapses. So anyways, that's the problem with the movie. It's a big problem because it's going to, it's going to allow people to write off everybody now who are raising legitimate and defensible arguments as being anti-vaxxers who are now defined by what people are going to rightly say is misleading information in a documentary purporting to claim that issues with the jibby jab. Shesco2, $2 Rumble Rant says, today anxiety, tomorrow mandate. Please tell me no. And then STFFSU says, damn it, now I have Tiffany's song in my head. Why would you sing that on a Monday afternoon? You're the devil. I think we're alone now. That doesn't see okay. And KGB 2021, $2 Rumble Rant says it's a media blackout everywhere. The ones that pushed it the hardest are the most are the most quietest. Uh, after the document, after this documentary dropped, I'm guessing they feel responsible. So we have crickets across the board. Yeah. And then we got to Canadian Mom 1997, a $1 Rumble Rant says Viva that kid was entered into stage two clinical trials. So he had received two Pfizer jabs. If that turns out to be true, Canadian Mom 1997. Geez, that's like like double super ultra twists. Keontae Johnson, was that his name? Keontae Johnson. Okay, I'm I'm going to look. I, I I'm neither vetting nor I'm not even going to repeat that because if it's not true, I I read I read a rumble rant. I'm going to do some. I'm gonna I'm gonna do some looking. Okay. So that's uh that's um uh, died suddenly problems. And if it's an innocent mistake, my goodness, I mean, uh, it was my first thought, damn it, you better have vetted each and every one of those clips to make sure that they say what you're saying they say, because otherwise, even if what you're saying is true, and I know people are telling me embalmers are still confirming everything's, well, that entire movie has now been discredited. And I'll say, you know, not, not rightly or wrongly so, understandably so, which is why I like to rely not on uh, unconfirmed stuff, but on the MSM stuff. You know, when, when CBC or CTV is confirming that the leading cause of death in Alberta is unexplained, when the CBC is talking about New Brunswick posting um, shocking high numbers of excess deaths, well, no one's, you can blame me for relying on it, but I'm relying on it uh, as, a, as, a, as a, to prove a point to some extent. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Tim Pool is going to be fun tonight. That's from a wax mask. Tim Pool. Okay. Everyone is watching. Who's the third dude in the picture? You got Kanye West. You got, um, I was going to say Nick Ricada, but it's not Nick. It's Nick Fuentes. And there's a third guy. 
uh, who's reading a Bible. And I don't know who the third guy is. And yeah, so that's it. So that's, that's uh, died suddenly. Problems and, and moving on because that's, that, and that's all I have to say about that. Now, what else was going on in the world? <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. It's not funny because it looks like a swastika. But it's funny because Klaus Schwab is on stage and this... Dude, okay. I get tagged in a tweet from Derek has an opinion. And it says, ah, swastika embedded in their logo. And there's a picture of Klaus Schwab in front of the uh, APEC CEO Summit Thailand. There might be something of an innocent explanation if you want to buy it. And I say, the sign kind of looks like, like what they're saying it looks like. So I go, I'm a sleuth. I'm an internet sleuth, people. I go look for an image of a swastika. I then get the image to make sure that it's an actual logo of the APEC CEO Summit in Thailand 2022. And I say, huh, interesting. I then go and invert the image. <laughs> I go and invert the image and you can come to your own conclusions. Not to mention the fact that, hold on, I posted a link to an article in that tweet. Um, there's Klaus Schwab who's talking about embracing the fourth industrial revolution. Winners will take all Klaus Schwab. This is from a, an article called The Sociable. I forgot to put the link, but you can Google it. Klaus Schwab to APEC business leaders. Harness, harnessing the fourth industrial revolution. Har oh my God. Harnessing the fourth industrial revolution. It's the final priority of the Great Reset Agenda perspective. That's an opinion. Unless that was a quote. And I said, there'd better be a good explanation, but I'll take a bad one at this point. The explanation that I'm sure we're going to hear, that I'm sure we're going to hear is that the swastika, as, a, as an entity before it became co-opted by the Nazis for the purposes of um, genocidal regime, was an Indian, Hindu, East Asian, or Asian emblem, symbol meaning peace and prosperity, I believe. Okay. Um, and, you know, some people are probably going to argue it has a deeper history. It has a history that predates Nazi Germany, and they're trying to reclaim it from the Nazis that hijacked the swastika. If that's the good explanation, um, and that is, this, I'm steel manning the best possible interpretation because the other interpretations are not particularly good. And even with that one, the idea that we're dealing with uh, an organization that has invited Klaus Schwab to be uh, a speaker. No thanks. Hold on. Klaus Schwab, um, APEC Summit 2022. This is, this is the article. I just want to see where the word final comes up in here. Once. Okay, so they are quoting Schwab. They're quoting a, a man who's talking about the final priorities. Oh, it's a, they're no longer talking about the final solutions. The final priority of a great reset agenda is to harness the, the innovations of the fourth industrial revolution. That's Klaus Schwab. So Klaus Schwab is there 
with whatever history. And that's the, that's the emblem. We'll see who designed it. We'll see um, what the rationale behind it was. We'll see if that's the steel man explanation that they're going to give. It was, they're, they're just trying to reclaim the swastika. Because uh, if that's going to fly as an argument, uh, I can see a bunch of other groups just trying to reclaim an eagle, just trying to reclaim a cross. I mean, can you imagine though? Because they're going to make that excuse and people are going to swallow it or people are going to buy it. And they're going to say, well, okay, th this international summit, this business summit thinks it's the opportune time to reclaim the swastika. Um, but other people can't use an, a, a cross, the iron cross. Other people can't use uh, hand gestures, which might predate other people's hand gestures. Other, other people are going to try to reclaim the eagle. That, won't, that excuse won't fly there, but it'll fly when they want to make it fly. Chet Chisholm says, I found a New York Post article that indicates Johnson was diagnosed with acute myocarditis. Well, he wasn't. He wasn't. They did say from that that he's in critical condition at the time. KGB 2021, $2 Rumble says, have you covered anything in Brazil? I read that the military has declared him a winner and is invoking Title 142. Have you covered it? We talked about it last night with Barnes. Uh, I did not hear at the time of that discussion that they had actually, uh, the military had invoked that article. I don't know. Thank you for the super chat or the Rumble rant. And there's a $15 Rumble rant, Saving Canada podcast. The swastika, the Hindu swastika is not tilted. The Nazi symbol is not a swastika, and they don't call it that. It is the hooked cross, and it is tilted, so you can pull a Vatican cross over it, and it is fully visible. There's going to be a question of whether or not... I, I, I appreciate that as an explanation. I mean, we're, we're, we're sort of really parsing things out here, because you will remember when the GOP... Oh, I was about to go to the wrong... Sorry, that was a $15 rumble rant from Saving Canada podcast. So I presume they have a podcast called Saving Canada. The Hindu swastika is not tilted. The Nazi symbol is not a swastika, and they don't call it that. It is the hooked cross, and it is tilted, so you can put a Vatican cross over it, and it is fully visible. Northern Girl says, I got a robocall poll from Modus Research today. Poll asked, how would you feel if there was a fellow election in the near future? And which party would I vote for? I lied and said liberal, LOL. Um, Saving Canada podcast, I, I would be inclined to accept that explanation, except for how that rule has been applied. GOP, German um, tables, debates. Didn't, didn't, they, didn't they complain at the, the layout for one of the GOP debates? Here we go. CPAC stage compared to Nazi symbol on social media. Like, I, I'll accept that explanation when it's applied evenly across the board. CPAC stage compared to Nazi symbol on social media. Let's see the picture that... Here, this, this is where they see it. But... Um, No, they're, they're, they were just trying to reclaim the, uh, the diamond. Sorry, we'll, we'll see. That will be the explanation. The, the only issue is going to be, even if that's the explanation and a legitimate one, optics um, and context. Then Klaus Schwab is talking about the final, the final, I forget what it was, the final, whatever. I forget. He used the word final. All right, so that's, that was the... Uh, that was the, the 
I guess on a, on a lighter note. <laughs> um, let me go back to the chat here and see. Whether it's a swastika or not is irrelevant. It kind of says nature, love, or freedom. Uh, TJ MACD says Vikings use the symbol as well. Many cultures utilize it prior to Germany. I understand that. Again, context and optics and double standards. That's okay. But a, but a, a layout of a debate looks like, an iron, like the triangulated thing, which most I'm not even sure who knew that that was even a, a, a symbol used by the Nazis in the first place. Rules for thee, not for me. Forgive my allies, but never my enemies. Yada, 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 so on and so forth. Okay. What do we have um, left in the backdrop here? Hold on, hold on. Okay, hold on. I'm just going to close stuff that I don't need down. Um, oh, yeah. So the latest... Um, no, this has nothing to do with Elon Musk. All right, people. All right. You know when you see a tweet and you say, God, I have, I have so many angles for the response on this. Where, where do I start? Okay, this is coming from the UN. The UN is tweeting out virtue signaling platitudes. Look at this. Oh, my goodness. Words can be weapons. Not, oh, hate. Oh, sorry, sorry. No to hate. Words can be weapons. But you know what else can be weapons? Weapons. United Nations. Words can be weapons. Hate speech online can lead to cruelty and violence in real life. Just bear in mind who this is coming from and wait for the punchline. The sick, disgusting, real punchline to this joke. Get tips on how you can say hashtag no to hate. From the UN. Hate speech online can lead to cruelty and violence in real life. Speaking of cruelty and violence in real life, Child sexual abuse by UN peacekeepers. This is from Wikipedia, so you can only know that it's got to be worse than what Wikipedia is saying. An Associated Press investigation revealed in 2017 that more than 100 United Nations peacekeepers ran a child sex ring in Haiti over a 10-year period, and none were ever jailed. Do tell me about how words online can lead to violence in real life, UN. The report further found that over the previous 12 years, there had been almost 2,000 allegations of sexual abuse and exploitation by peacekeepers and other UN personnel around the world. AP found the abuse to be much greater than originally thought. Love how they, they're, they're blaming AP for this. It's, it's not a fact. It's a fact. It's AP reporting it. AP found that. Nah, it's AP's fault. After that AP report... U.S. Ambassador to the U.N., Nikki Haley, urged all countries to hold U.N. peacekeepers accountable for the, any sexual abuse and exploitation. As early as 2004, Amnesty International reported that underage girls were being kidnapped, tortured, and forced into prostitution in Kosovo with U.N. and NATO personnel being the customers driving the demand for the sex slaves. The U.N.'s department of peacekeeping in New York acknowledged at the time that peacekeepers have come to be seen as part of the problem in trafficking rather than the solution. And yet they spent, by the way, so the UN's department of peacekeeping in New York acknowledged it. And yet they spend the first three quarters of the paragraph blaming it on AP reporting. Yeah, but uh, watch your words in tweets. Otherwise it might, 
Oh God, it was all those, it was all of the, the child stuff on Twitter that caused the peacekeepers to do that. If, if only Twitter had done a better job over the last five years of getting child uh, exploitation material off the platform, those peacekeepers wouldn't have, wouldn't have been led to cruelty and violence in real life. This is, this is, this is the, the, the real, the real um, purpose of virtue signaling. It, it's a little bit to get some of the points, you know, some of the, some of the Munchausen proxy by Munchausen syndrome by proxy. It's, it's virtue signaling syndrome by proxy. You know, you know what I mean? They, other than getting that little dopamine rush, people use it to cloak their actual wrongdoing. Uh, by the way, the, the, the UN peacekeeping scandal atrocity, uh, deep, deeper than you can imagine. Uh, and you should go, uh, um, oh, I'm going to forget his name. Uh, chat, you have to help me and I feel bad right now. He was on the channel. Uh, he's got uh, the, the on the street reporting. Uh, he was covering Epstein. He was covering UN stuff. Chat, please help me. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feel very, very bad if I don't remember his name. I'm, I'm not going to remember his name. I'm blanking out, and the more, the more nervous I get, the harder it's going to be. I'll read Rumble Rants in the meantime. APEC is SEPA in reverse. Go figure. Globalization tyranny is real. What's SEPA? Well, I'm going to have to look that up afterwards. I got, I got two things to look at afterwards before I can ever repeat them as fact. Uh, this explanation of Nazi Hakenkreutz, what this is from Saving Canada podcast, another $15 rum brand. Thank you very much. What German called the symbol was given to the coalition of Hindus of North America, wrongfully accused the swastika is not Hitler's Hakenkreutz. You can Google it. No, I know the history of the, of the, of the symbol. I used to buy, um, I don't mean to get angry. I used to buy, I used to buy, um, incense and it had it on it my real name says you're reaching viva the event was in thailand no thai person is going to see that as anything other than a buddhist symbol perhaps i uh, say perhaps i'm reaching not perhaps about that some people see jesus in a slice of toast others see swastikas in quilt blocks okay and then there was one more at the bottom what was this? guys Ch chen 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 not luke radowski not alex jones Not Alex. You guys are making jokes now. It wasn't just kids. Blue hats have even been accused of performing immoral acts against cadavers. The jackals of Terra Argentina. Hold on, people. I'm going to go get it right now. I, I feel. Um, it'll come to me in a bit. Maybe I just have to. His name was Chen. I know his whole fa he, his his father was Chinese. His his mother was not. Uh, street reporting is in the name of. He he his tweets. He makes music in his tweets and sings about the UN. Not out. Come on, guys. Sam Hyde, Abby Yamini. No, not Mark Dice. Okay, we'll. we'll Um, oh no, 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 you know, let me tell you a story while I go, um, while I go kill time. It's not Lauren Chen. Uh, I was, uh, th this is one of my, er my earlier memories of Florida. I had just seen the movie Broken Arrow, Christian Slater, 
Delroy Lindo, a name I will never forget because I couldn't remember his name. I may have told this story already. And I was trying to remember his name and um, couldn't remember his name. This is before the internet. I'm like, however old I was when that movie came out in theaters and we were at the Cheesecake Factory and I was so obsessed over remembering what his name was. Couldn't remember his name. And then I had to call Movie Land in Montreal on Green Avenue. If anybody knows um, who that is, Movie Land was like the VHS brick and mortar movie rental spot. I had to, I had to um, call up Movie Land long distance to ask them who was the actor in the movie with Christian Slater. It was Delroy Lindo, and I never forgot it again. Inner City Press, thank you, goodness. Who did that? TJ Mack. <sighs> Inner City Press. Tabarnush. Inner City Press. Matthew Russell Lee. I was always thrown off by his last name, Lee. And then I, and then I understood his history. And, and thank you very... Inner City Press. Matthew Russell Lee. Everybody, please. Go find it. My real name. Five, ten dollar rumble rant. Thank you very much. Oh. I feel the relief that I felt when, um, when I finally found Delroy Lindo. Now, Matthew Russell Lee is going to be permanently uh, in ingrained in my head. Saving Canada podcast is fantastic. Check it out. Viva. Echo 1970. Thank you very much. And uh, one more. Okay, there we go. Uh, Sherman 2009, a $5 Rembrandt says, Bill C-21, Amendment G-4. Did you get a chance to look at it? Hunters and farmers are going to be affected. Government overreach. Not yet, other than the discussion I had with my brother, who explained they're coming for more than just uh, illegal small arms. Okay. Now let me go to my Twitter feed because I think, I think we've... I, oh, no, that's right. So the, the, um, the drama of the day is Elon Musk tweets out that um, apparently um, Apple is not publicizing as much on Twitter as they uh, had, had been doing previously. Apparently Apple is not is no longer advertising on Twitter. And this is after having threatened to pull Twitter, uh, Twitter, yeah, to pull Twitter from the Apple app store thing. thing. Um, I want to get one bad take on this because everyone's like, oh, it's a everyone is like, Elon Musk can't buy Twitter. He's a fascist. He's going to turn it into a fascist platform. Those are the same people who are saying, if you don't like Twitter, go build your own. And now they're saying, well, it's free speech. So Apple can pull um, Apple could pull their advertising. It's, it's free speech. If one person is going to get, I, I give David French a hard time. This is so this is the timeline. Apple has mostly stopped advertising on Twitter. Do they hate free speech in America? I happen to be of the opinion. They don't have an obligation to advertise where they don't want to vote with your dollar, vote with your foot. And that also applies to people using Apple. Yeah, I'm not a hypocrite, people. I'm tra totally transparent. I have an iPhone. Certain things are out of necessity, out of convenience, or out of, you know, no other options. Um, but push come to shove, if Elon Musk makes a phone and it's, and it's good for the things that I need a phone for, uh, I would love to, to vote with my dollar there. As far as other things go, 
vote with your dollar. If, if Apple thinks they're wasting their money on, on Twitter, and they might be, by the way, it's not inconceivable that with the tenor or the, the audience on Twitter, some of them might not be so inclined to support uh, Apple anymore regardless. So it might not be value-added uh, advertising dollars spent. I say bull crap on that. Although I've never, hold on, I'm getting my, uh, my rubbing stone. I've never bought, I think I bought one product based on an online ad that I can think of. If Apple wants to vote with the buck, fine. David French, attorney, a private corporation's decision to advertise or not on a given social media platform is an exercise of free speech. Okay. So are Musk's Twitter moderation decisions. If Twitter wants to be more like Gap, this is first two lines. He's totally right. Absolutely. If people don't like the ambiance at Twitter, they'll go spend their advertising dollars on Facebook. <laughs> Good luck trying to sell an app, you know, sell stuff to grandma, but absolutely. First, first two sentences. Okay. And here's where we get into the political blinders through which partisan entities view the world. It's either, it's either censorship or some form of censorship or it's gab. There's nowhere in between. You either support reasonable accommodations or you're a, a, a vehement racist anti-Semite who likes to go to gab so you could drop the K word and the N word all over if Twitter wants to be more like Gab, it can be, because uh, that's what it is, eh? That's what, Twitter has totally become Gab. But other free citizens get to choose their level of participation. True. So there's a number of ways to go about this. You can call Apple hypocrites. Uh, you can call them un-American. Apple doesn't like free speech. How, how about that? Apple doesn't like basic human rights. I mean, they, they, they get to make certain products, use suppliers who use slave labor or forced labor in Chinese camps. But the difficulty in life is, I mean, whatever happened to that, Amer that, that, that freedom phone? The difficulty in life is, what are the options? So there's a number of angles to take on this. The one that I find, it's the best angle to take, people. It's the best take. All right. A Apple is making a moral statement. They're taking a moral stance. They don't like gab. I mean, they were totally okay advertising back when Twitter had a known child sexual exploitation content problem. They were, they were totally okay then. Paying advertising dollars when everyone at Twitter, this is pre-Elon Musk, knew about it. But, for, but, but people making mean tweets that actually don't exist? Oh, now they've had enough. They're, they're, they will support they will support uh, sexual exploitation. They will allow their advertising dollars to go supporting and uh, to go support a sexual exploitation problem, a, a, a minor sexual exploitation problem on Twitter. But Elon Musk, no, now, now they're pulling out. Now they've now they've reached it. They, Apple has standards. That and they're going to go back to forced labor in China because they're okay with that. Uh, let me just see what the other notes of the day were. Okay, so we got that. Phil Demers, by the way, now I understand. Selfies, I'm six feet tall. Straight on shots, I'm a dwarf. Okay, maybe not. I'm five, I'm five, five and a half. So I, I'm a, uh, a hobbit. <laughs> I'm so, I, I, I can see something. I'm small. Uh, so the, the, under, the under upward angle selfie, I think that's going to be the, the strategy for the future. Um, Okay, so we did the died suddenly. We did the President Xi. 
that was uh, making more fun of that was making fun of Justin Trudeau. Okay, I think we did good here, people. Did good on short notice. The only question is going to be, what's happening tomorrow? Randy Weingarten. You go to profile, people. Success leaves clues. Other things leave clues as well. You got your um, Ukrainian flag. Uh, uh, she's not, I don't, the only reason I'm finding it curious is because I don't know what the black arm emoji means. If it's like the emoji for uh, saying BLM. Um, you go through here. What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Pronouns. So you got a number of indicators. But Randy Weingarten is a um, teacher unionist has been responsible for uh, supporting certain policy decisions that some people, they weren't prescient, they could just read the data a hell of a lot earlier than others, and more accurately. Randy Weingarten saying, our country is facing a tridemic, but they're just making up up new words now. I don't know if that's a prior existing word. Tridemic. Who Who could have seen this coming? Oh my goodness, you know what? I just remembered something. Okay. Who could have seen this coming? A tridemic flu. RSV. What is what is RSV? Respiratory something virus, I presume, and COVID. More than three quarters of pediatric hospital beds nationwide are occupied. Seniors are hospitalized despite being 90% vaccinated at a higher rate for respiratory illness and flu hospitalizations. Oh, but at least it's not COVID. If only, if only there were people who were predicting that this might happen when you lock down children and don't allow them to get the natural exposure to germs that they're supposed to get to to develop healthy immune systems. If only someone had been talking about the possibility that too many jibby jabs can actually potentially weaken your immune system to other elements. If only people were actually saying this years ago, and I think that they were. Um, But now it's like, who could, who could have seen this coming? KGB 2021 says, White House released, this is a $5 rumble rant, released today, any internal documents from Twitter about the Hunter Biden, White House released today, any internal documents from Twitter about the Hunter Biden suppression laptop will be misinformation. Oh, okay. So the, tw- the White House released today, paraphrasing, any internal documents from Twitter about the Hunter Biden suppression laptop will be misinformation. We all have become sock puppets. We miss rants in the car with the Westie. Well, I can't do it in Florida very easily. I'm going to get, it's too hot. I mean, I'll run the car, but I can't do the car rants anymore. Also, they're not that, you want to talk about something that's not good for human chemistry. That's, that's, that's it. Von Raj, $10 rumble rant says, dude, I need an ignore button for those losers in chat screaming all the time. I don't mind all caps. My aunt writes to me in all caps and some people just do it because it's easier to see. Medic Wiz. Would you and Barnes please review this and I'll see if I can get it, screen grab it, and let me just cut and paste. I'll see what I can do, see what it is. Better not be died suddenly. And uh, those are the last of the rumble rants. Uh, but no, we're gonna, end on, we're gonna end on something that I actually just remembered now. It was a tweet. I've had some good tweets in terms of prediction and some bad. Viva Fry Winter Illness scared COVID test Twitter. Let's see if I can find it real quick. 
I won't be able to find it fast enough. I remember saying, you know, next winter is going to be. Um, March 3rd, 2022. What's this? <laughs> All right, that's just funny stuff here. Let's 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 end with this. An hour 30, we're good. I'm gonna go have dinner soon. Um <laughs> this is so good. It, 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 this is February 16, 2022. Scientists and public health experts say that vaccines are safe for most people. Tr translation. Vaccines are not safe for some people. <laughs> I mean, I, it, it, the experts say that they're safe for most people. What's, what's most? 51%? Um, all right. Let me go to the Rumble rant. Rumble section chat and see what we got there. Dom101 says, all caps locked. Oz Fresher said, died suddenly is good. See V for Vendetta for the backstory. <laughs> I just watched V for Vendetta with my daughter. It was great. No Jabber says, I hate all caps, two copy MC, all caps, except when it's me doing it, then I love it, re. That's No Jabbers who is making a joke. Fight for freedom of Fonz, nature lover freedom. Okay, so we've, we've, started, we've started a meme. Oh, and speaking of memes, let me just do what I've been very bad at doing recently. Um, I can promote my sponsors that I use and that I love, fieldofgreens.com. Promo code Viva. What I'm not so good at doing is, is reminding everyone, we've got merch. Let's see what's up here. Viva Barnes University shirt is, oh, yes, sir, it's on. Booyah, it's on. Good, good, people. I thought it was, I thought it was already on our merch store website. It wasn't. And now we've also got double XL because these things are actually not as 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 big as they look, the shirt sometimes. What am I wearing? Typically get away with a medium. Um, booyah. So this is our merch store, vivafry.com. For anybody who wants fantastical merch, that's the easiest thing to, to sell because you get a shirt. Everybody wears shirts. Everybody needs a shirt. Not everybody needs a field of greens, but most people should probably have it. Not everybody needs the EnviroCleanse air filtration system, but most people should have it. A shirt, everyone loves a shirt. And what better way to say, I love Viva Fry than by wearing a shirt. I wear Salty Cracker shirt in public. I love it. Uh, STFFFS, $2 Rumble Rant says, that's like saying mostly peaceful, but we already know reporters don't understand that mostly peaceful also means somewhat violent. Indeed, STF, STFUU. Now there was another one up there. Did I see it? Oh no, we're going back to, to prior. Dude, I need to, oh, the, the caps. Okay, we're, we're into the caps mode. I don't mind caps. P-Bats or Pabz, P-A-B-Z-Z-T, Vex, Vaxtar? I'm not saying that. Viva Fry needs an all caps shirt. No, that, that could be misunderstood as being a threat. All caps. Um, oh, am I still on the, yeah, we're still on the merch. Okay, sorry about that, I forgot that. And let's see here, because I think I saw it on a mug. Come on. Look at that. Beautiful. Oh, by the way, oh, yeah. If any, this, the, I, didn't, I didn't do this web layout. It's freaking amazing. Anyways, so that's it. VivaFry.com for VivaFry merch. And um, if you want to support Barnes and me, best way to do it, VivaBarnesLaw.locals.com. 
You don't have to be a paying member. There's tons of content for unsupporting, non-supporting members, which we are now in the 105,000 strong. Paying supporters, it's like 70 bucks a year. Get tons of exclusive content. Uh, I did not get to do the Locals exclusive Rumble Rant reads. I'll do that tomorrow. Um, Oh, and by the way, this week, turning out to be a banger of a week in terms of uh, guests. Ashley, I'm going to forget his last name, but the, the author of The Grey Lady Winks is coming on Thursday. Should be 11. I might have to ask for 12 o'clock because I might have double booked myself. Wednesday morning, Whitney Webb. And I have asked the locals community, if there's anything they want me to know, see specifically about Whitney before we do the interview, that's where it's going to be. Friday, Phil Damaris, I think, is going to come back on. Uh, Walrus Whisperer, the man who I, I had a bubble tea with this afternoon. Um, because his story, it's not yet over, but my goodness, the 10 years of litigation has come to an end. And uh, it's an amazing story that, I, that I, I feel somewhat shocked that I didn't realize it had come to an end. I missed the news, but six weeks of that, of that, um, six weeks of that uh, freaking commission was enough to get you out of the loop. Cole's Towing says, I'm new to Viva. This was fun. Cole's Towing. You know what the best way to support is? Share the channel. The growth on YouTube is flatlined and I don't care because the growth on Rumble has been exponential. Share the links, share the everything. Clips, I'm on Twitter, the Viva Fry. Instagram, much less so, Viva Fry. (laughs) John James says $70 bloody Putin inflation. We didn't blame it on that, but it had been a good um, year and a half since we were at $5. So it was a decision. It's, it's, um... but anyways, it's, it's, it, it, it's, it's a way to support uh, the content that you love so that we are not beholden to anybody but our own uh, consciences. Consciences? Uh, anyhow, so that's it. I'm going to go read the news and see if I can, you know, we'll find something interesting to talk about tomorrow. But that's what's on the lineup for this week. Whitney Webb, 9 o'clock Wednesday morning. Uh, I, 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 hold on a second. Let me just get this lined up. I feel, I feel stupid here. Yeah, Ashley Rinsberg. Sorry, I couldn't remember the last name for a second. Ashley Rinsberg is coming on Thursday. Phil Demers is going to come on Friday. And uh, we get, get some good interviews. So, oh, God. Sorry, that's everyone's seen that here. Boom, out. Um, so with that said, people, pay attention and spread the word. Um, the, I'm going to continue watching and, and snipping and clipping what's going on this week with the policy discussion of the commissions. And thus far, it's been absolutely shocking. And I'm not saying that to be hyperbolic, what they call the rage grifter. It's shocking. And if anyone thinks that I'm overreacting, you're underreacting. And this needs a reaction. This, If the ultimate outcome of this is, yeah, we get to usurp your basic charter rights whenever we declare there's an emergency, due process no longer needs to be followed, fundamental rights, you know, they might have to, if that's the outcome, Canada is, 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 is falling. And then the question is, is the rest of the world falling as well? Some people think it is. And I'm hedging my, I'm, I'm putting my bet in. If there is a holdout to this, as Homer Simpson put it, it's going to be, it's going to be America's wang, Florida. If anybody doesn't remember that, that reference, hold on. So nobody thinks, so nobody thinks, Let's see if we can get it. 
<laughs> oh man, back when the Simpsons used to be fun and funny. <laughs> Look at this, guys. Florida, but that's America's way. <laughs> if there's a holdout to all of this global insanity, Texas, Florida, Tennessee, New video in the background. Those will be the holdouts. Uh, <clears throat> all that to say, stay vigilant, talk to people, share the links, share the stories, get people to know what's going on around them. If anyone thinks it's cool that the government can freeze your bank accounts when they suspect that you might have potentially done something that they said you can't do, no due process, you're not living in a free country. You are living in a country that is becoming Canada, just a little more polite and a little more cloaked in virtue. Uh, but do not lose faith, but don't have blind faith. God loves a working man because they make their own luck. Uh, so don't get passive, but also don't get aggressive. And people don't like me for this too bad. That's, that's, that's the culture of my channel. That's the culture of who I am. Do not become the monster that you are battling. Uh, when you stare into the abyss, the abyss stares right back. Do not become the monster that you are trying to slay. Conduct yourselves in a way that makes your parents, children, and pets happy. And you can do no wrong. One last rumble rant from STFU FFS says, by the way, Jeff Thorman is heading down to Florida. Maybe you can help if you have anything to build, eh? Take off, Yahoja. I'm going to go take off and have dinner. And uh, reading some of the chat. Someone said Indiana as well. Georgia. There's a bunch. But Canada has got to start getting um, outraged by what's going on in Canada. They're, tell they're telling you what they're doing as they do it. And people are just too distracted to, to care. So um, do you know what I was supposed to do? And I'm going to remember to do it this time. Play uh, something good so that I don't cut off. So that I don't cut off rumble video because they still have one issue where if I end right away, it will um, cut off. So what are we going to do? The video. No, we're going to go with the good the, the one. The best squirrel vlogger video I have ever done. Hold on. It's coming. Share screen. The best squirrel vlogger, the best video I've ever done where a squirrel grabbed my GoPro, took it up a tree. People, watch this. I, I'll never do it any better. Period. Enjoy. See you tomorrow.